Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Thursday, October 19th, 2023, and this is episode 549 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Digital Detox, and today I'll be doing another post-SRF freestyle show as we get back into the groove of things, and uh, Corey and I... uh, adjust our routines and I can get back to show prep and uh, having everything ready for the week. But lots to talk about, lots to um, process from last weekend. So I've just been jotting down topics and uh, just want to talk about that this week because uh, it was important. It was a big thing in my life. Uh, it was a big thing in uh, in a few of uh, the audience and the community members' lives as uh, as they participated too. And there were uh, uh, lots of things that uh, there were a lot of takeaways. So just kind of rolling through that this week with uh, whatever pops up and um, and we, what we got going on. So uh, that's what I'm talking about today. And um, yeah, what's in the cup? What's in the cup? More silver bullet blend this morning. Uh, good morning. How are we in the in the live chat? Hunter, how are we doing? Is that rattle still gone today? Um uh, I was messing around looking at some stuff after after the show, wondering what um, what went on, where that rattle was coming from, if that was uh, on my end, on StreamYard's end, uh, something in between. Oh, good, good. Because it just popped up on Monday, Monday and um, yeah, it could have been a dozen different things. So I appreciate you letting me know and let me know it was gone. Uh, and uh, yesterday with the... Yesterday with the no audio, I think uh, something might have been going on goofy with um, my computer not restarting or something and uh, StreamYard getting locked up. So we will see. We will see. It was uh, it was nothing that I was paying attention to for three or four days in a row. And that's kind of where we're at today with the title of the show is Digital Detox, because I've been thinking a lot, a lot, a lot about that and in multiple multiple different directions so who is hanging out this morning hunter thanks again uh for joining us backwoods butcher good morning good morning uh been a while since i saw you man <laughs> all of like 12 hours less than uh put he says he's putting a early morning beef in the cooler he was having one dropped off about an hour from before the show if they were on time i think that thing's got to be laying in the in the in the driveway by now isn't it um loco checking out the lots and the backwoods replays on srf i will um i will definitely uh... <laughs> what <laughs> check it out uh check it out the lots and the backwoods replays from srf uh yeah i'll talk about that in a little bit uh the replays and uh, what we got going on with those good morning k bonk how are we doing um morning all looking at a 60 69h and sitting at 48 in 19 1 2 3 what are you stroke maybe backwards butcher she's in the cradle and about to get a bath will you massage that cow uh while you listen to me and uh, and shampoo it real good do you shampoo them or do you just rinse them off Anyway, let's uh, let's roll right into it. Like I said, um, <laughs> did I hear a niner in there? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, temp and zip code. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're way out there with those ones at the beginning of the zip codes. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid. When, uh, when you know, you haven't ventured out, ventured out very far into the world. Uh, growing up in Western New York, I had a, a one, a one four was the, the beginning of my zip code. And uh, I didn't know any better. I didn't know how that worked or anything like that. And then uh, that show for, uh, for teens, the uh, Beverly Hills 90210 came on and I was like, took me a while to realize that that was the zip code. First of all, I think I was little. Um, young young enough that it it wasn't uh it wasn't hilarious that i couldn't figure that out but um yeah finally figured out 90210 and started to realize that uh, that's how they made the zip codes they went like across the country and it was that moment that it dawns on you and you're like oh that's how it works but i remember when i was a kid um my dad <laughs> when when we would go to the store remember remember back when they they used to ask you your zip code when you'd go to the store instead of your phone number and stuff like that for uh, marketing and tracking. I remember when they used to ask the zip code, that's what my dad would always say. And I'd like, look at him. Like, what, what, what? But uh, the looks on the cashier's face he got, I guess he, uh, he made them made their day because either they looked very confused or, or giggled a little bit and realized what he was talking about. But yeah, those memories that stick out from when you were a kid, um backwoods says just hot water to wash the blood and the shit away just in case you're wondering how he bathes his cows uh i think you could you could probably get some tiktok gold with giving one of those cows a nice uh a nice sudsy bath and um and get them all cleaned up after they're in the cradle hmm think about it think about it um k says, good old young Ben Franklin's post office is a few blocks away. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You are definitely in a, uh, in a, in a highly historic area. Um, I forgot all about all of that when I moved to the Midwest in, like, in my early 20s. So probably 20 years ago now. I, I forgot over the years how historic that area was that I grew up in. Uh, the the historical monument houses and we were even far enough west in new york that it really wasn't that that ingrained but we had like um we had the glenn curtis museum uh the wright brothers were up and visiting glenn curtis there with the the beginning of flight and things like that in the area there were tons of uh, old historical monuments and lots of history in the area but that was even uh, less than further east in the in the in the state and in the country there. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it was less when you got out to Minnesota. I, I shouldn't say less l less age to it, and um, it didn't seem like there was something around every corner in every town. It's it, they they it, they tried to make it that way, but like the biggest ball of twine is not like a historical landmark. <laughs> so. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do to bring uh, bring attention to your town. But anyway, what is on my list here? Uh, like I said, I'm drinking that Silver Bullet blend. I appreciate uh, the the content thrown out by uh, by Kyle the other day. He uh, he was on his second French press of 
silver bullet blend right after only getting a few hours sleep getting ready to cut up a deer and uh man the urge hit him because that's what happens when you have your second french press the silver bullet uh the urge hit him to do something so he made me an awesome tiktok threw it up on there he sent it to me i put it up on mine basically telling you you need to get your ass over to food forest farms and check out silver bullet blend it will change your life yeah, I like that. I like that little tagline, Kyle. Did you think about that for a while or uh, did it just pop right out? Were you actually feeling your life change at the moment? <laughs> uh, Hunter said he saw that. He was a wee bit of a crackhead. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't suggest drinking two of these back to back. I mean, if you if you want to go right ahead, that's just more coffee uh, that needs to be sold. But um ease into it ease into it it's it's kind of like when um when you go uh, here i'll tell you i'll tell you a little story about my wife and i and uh, she's probably going oh shit what is he going to talk about <laughs> when when i led in with that but uh way back when we were were just getting together and we were we were kind of partying quite a bit um we would drink we'd drink significantly significant amounts together and um and hang out and i took her back to meet my family in new york and we had been we met in minnesota we had partied in minnesota we drank beer liquor whatever in minnesota we come back to new york and uh, start hanging out with my old man and his buddies down at the elks club i meet up with uh, a bunch of my friends uh, that were still around some that were actually in town got to introduce uh, my my girlfriend to them and all of a sudden we're drinking and drinking and drinking and I don't know if you've ever been to Western New York and drank Labatt Blue on tap like high test Labatt Blue not Labatt Blue Light not you know just right off the tap it uh it it feels different there it feels a little different uh Corey and I drank that all night she was blown away by the cost. The price was uh, pennies on the dollar compared to what we were used to going out to bars and stuff in the cities out in, in Minnesota. And uh, man, we drank and we drank and we drank. And all of a sudden, Corey got up to go to the bathroom, got up to leave and realized how um, how strong that Labatt Blue on tap is. And we, uh, we definitely got schnockered that night. So if you haven't, if you're trying something new, ease into it, ease into it. I suggest you ease into that coffee and uh, it's different for sure than Folgers. So, uh, uh, Hunter says, all y'all can send me your red cans when you make the switch. Don't want to waste it. Kmox says 25 pitchers. I don't know what we drank that night, but it was a significant amount. Um, uh, Western New York making the best, raising the best alcoholics in the country, one bar at a time. <laughs> no, we uh, we definitely drank our share. When you start, uh, when you start off in the afternoon with the retired guys crew that have been uh, practicing doing that their whole life, and um, you're just used to going out at night, and you continue through the evening. Uh, through the the early evening, late evening, and night, uh, it, it's uh, oh two dollar pitchers. <laughs> Streamyard Streamyard doesn't make a real good delineation of the the dollar sign. 
yeah man it was like dollar 50 uh pints or something or it was yeah it was it was ridiculously priced it was it was bad um and then being back in town in a town i grew up in and bartended in and all of that it was uh, there were plenty of um, on the house drinks and uh, old friends picking up picking up bar orders for you and stuff so it's uh it was it was definitely a night to try to remember for sure, for sure, it was a long walk home, and that was the best part about it. Uh, my my uh, parents' house where we were staying was within walking distance, especially drunk walking distance of uh, of all the bars. So we were able to uh, let loose and and uh, do what we we pleased and knew we were going to get home safe. So uh, Kyle says, definitely ease into the coffee if you're a bitch. <laughs> wow! Wow! oh all right well kyle was all caffeinated the other day and then uh yesterday he asked me to come on and do a uh live recap of srf um just come on and, and talk about it for a, a, an episode of meet the critters we wanted to get together sooner rather than later so things didn't fade everything was still fresh in our mind and uh, we'd both been talking about it pretty much constantly since it was over and Wednesday was good night. Wednesday was good night. He had something planned for Saturday already, his normal time. So uh, so we went ahead and did it Wednesday so we didn't have to wait two weeks and let uh, let the shininess fade off before we tried to recap. Uh, we jumped on, and it was, a, it was a great episode. I enjoyed talking to Kyle all the time, and especially after meeting him live and being able to share those live uh, events that we, we uh, went to or experience while we were there uh yeah highlights lowlights uh stories it was um it was good no no you're fine <laughs> the boys are a little wound up this morning let me let me tell you they uh the dogs <laughs> the dogs um let me wrap up on kyle's show here it was it was good it was good to talk about it i am i'm i'm still processing everything that that's happened there i i mentioned it last night on his episode i'm still making connections in my head uh the conversations that that you have while you're there they stack up on each other uh definitely stack up on each other and you don't really get to sit down and think about it so how i how i've kind of come to think about it after what i'm looking back is you know, you usually have a meaningful conversation with you. You walk through your day and you have conversations with people. But how many really meaningful conversations do you have? How many conversations are you like, this person and I clicked, this person and I share common values. He's working on something that I'm interested in. I'm working on something that he's interested in. Maybe we can work together. Like one of those really meaningful conversations. I'm not saying a conversation with anybody isn't meaningful. You should enjoy enjoy or take something away from every time you you waste your breath to talk to somebody i mean you you really should take something away from it but how many meaningful conversations do you have kyle kyle puts in the comments how many grizzlies do you have <laughs> that was one of my favorite questions from the whole weekend was when when that question came out of Kyle's mouth, if you're wondering what, um, what 
we're talking about, you need to check out Kyle's live from last night when we're uh, when we're, we're recapping SRF, and you will definitely figure out uh, the Grizzly Bear reference. Uh, K-Mog says, what was your aha moment at SRF? All right, I gotta, I'll get there. I'll get there for sure, K-Mog. Uh, I got to star this just to make sure it, it comes full circle to this. But, you know, how many meaningful conversations do you have in a day as you walk through your day? Uh, if you're at work, it's probably shit for other people's work. If you're an entrepreneur, maybe all day, maybe you're out hustling, making those connections on purpose, but you're seeking them out. You're preparing have a meeting, uh, and then you process it, or at least you have the time to think about it before the next meeting. What I experienced at SRF this year was a constant onslaught of meaningful conversations. With no time, I shouldn't say no time, not enough time in between to properly process that. So took it all in. It's all up there. It's all locked in. Like I can recall the conversations I had. It's taking a moment to really stop, appreciate what those people had going on, um, evaluate how it fits into what I have going on how I can help them or how we can network and, and possibly help me. And over the last two days, I would say Monday, we, uh, Monday, we focused on, on spending time with Tim and Becky before they took off out of town. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, and now here we are Thursday, my days have kind of been, um, I don't want to say ruined. Like I'm, I'm not being super productive. And that's why we're doing freestyle episodes for the rest of the week until I have a time to just sit down and concentrate on show prep. I've been concentrating on reliving those conversations, thinking about the things that I, I saw the things, the people that I talked to, um, the different ideas that we popped out. I, I talked to multiple people, multiple different times. And every time I did something new, a new idea, a new collaboration, a new solution to a problem. Uh, when you talk, when you're there at an event like that and you talk to people about your struggles with a project or an issue or an idea, uh, there are a lot of solution. There's a lot of solution people there. So that's kind of what I'm taking the time to do. I, uh, I need to post a message in the SRF group. And also, uh, I want to say it here in case uh, in case I talk to you and you, you started listening to the show. I appreciate it for sure. Uh, keep listening. Keep listening. I, I do get back into a into a groove here where we'll have we'll have topics and it's just not going to be scatterbrained, Brian, for uh, for an hour every morning. Uh, but reach out because my notes are horrible. I, I started looking back in my notes. I tried to jot some stuff down. Uh, put some stuff in my phone as I talk to people to make sure I could could trigger those memories. Uh, reach out, send send me an email. Uh, if I gave you a business card, uh, send an email to that email. I have the tab open on on my screen. I might uh, switch you over to another one just so I don't it doesn't get lost. But um, definitely reach out and remind me that I met you there. It was an overload of um, of great conversations and contacts so definitely reach out and uh i apologize if i if i haven't reached out yet uh if i haven't and i said i would please please reach out to me 
and uh, and let me know, and uh, and we'll get together and keep our conversation going. <clears throat> but as I go through the day, I'm I'm hitting these points where all of a sudden I'll have a realization, those aha moments, like um, like Kavong says, and. He asked what the aha moment of the whole SRF was. And I think it happened. I think it happened towards the end. I think it happened towards the end of the whole event. And what? Um, oh, no. Is Loco blocked out? I can't see Loco's comments in, in, uh, in my um, comment feed. Did he? Did YouTube not like Loco coming in my chats now? And instead of scrambling, they they blocked Loco. That would be unfortunate. I would be upset. I would I would request that uh, Mike make a new screen name on YouTube so he can participate. <laughs> he's used to getting shadow banned and banned all over the place. He's uh, he's uh, he's definitely he's definitely well versed at that. But I think my aha moment for the whole weekend probably came when Kyle and Nicole and Corey and I watched Tim interview. Hey, there's Loco. There's Loco. I was going to say, you're a member. You're a, you're still a dollar member every, every month. And I, I appreciate that, but that's supposed to give you priority uh, check mark. There it is. I see your check mark now, uh, but you're supposed to get priority check marks in the, in the chat. I don't know how they can shadow ban you in my chat when you when you pay a dollar a month to have those uh, those comments pop up. I I don't know. Hey, scrambling! If you're listening, you should uh, you should try to join that dollar a month membership and see if your comments show up. If that changes anything for YouTube, feel free to cancel at any time. Uh, but it came when when Tim and I. Um... Oh, nice! It's an auto G pay. I love you. I love you, Mike. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Um, sitting watching Tim interview Joel Salatin after the event was done, we had, we had taken down the tent or getting ready to take down the tent. We had broke down all the vendor stuff. Um, the majority of the, um, the majority of all the crowd was gone. It was just presenters and vendors and people milling about campers, trying to get their stuff, people that were staying for the next day processing class. And Tim was still hustling. Tim was Tim was doing an interview with someone that was a huge get, a huge get for him. And the story of of how it went down, I'm not going to tell it here. You can you can check Kyle's live, or uh, I, I mean, we told it a couple times. Uh, it's been on Tim's live, but taking advantage of that. And I mentioned it last night to Kyle. I've come to the conclusion that. A festival like that and and talking about SRF, it it's unlike anything else. I've never been into anything else like it. That being said, I've really never gone to a skill building festival like that. I've, I've always gone to music festivals or, you know, uh, hill climbs, things, things, activities like that. Never, um, never a, a networking event. I mean, it is. It's a hybrid of so much different stuff. I don't know if there's something like it out out there but it's exhausting as a creator as someone that's going into it um not necessarily a creator uh, entrepreneur 
anybody going to get value out of it if once you realize the value you can get out of it it's exhausting it is nonstop if you if you even if you skip everything until the minute they open on saturday morning to make it to sunday afternoon when it's over is exhausting but i realize it's okay and I realize I don't know if I need to train for it or what. I need to take more advantage of that. Once I realized the power of the in-person connections as opposed to meeting online, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. The ability to uh, interact with people, talk to them, quote unquote, face to face. Um. It's fantastic. Live interviews. Uh, but if you talk to Kyle, the minute you shake somebody's hand, it changes. You could have a hundred conversations with them face to face in a live stream. And the minute you shake their hand, the minute you give them a hug, the minute you can feel their energy right there, it changes. Building those relationships, building those strong relationships is the most important thing you can do at those events. And it's what is exhausting about it. It's a lot of energy. Um, you're putting out energy. Like, I don't want to get woo-woo with it, but I've, I've started thinking down those lines a little bit more. Uh, putting out that energy, putting out your vibe, uh, when you're trying to attract like-minded people, uh, is it's exhausting having those conversations, especially if you're uh, more of an introvert or um, a not an outgoing person. It takes a lot of extra energy to meet those people. But at the end of the day, when you walk away, when they close the gate at the end of SRF and you get in your car, you only have those minutes. You only have that limited amount of time to make those physical connections. You can catch up later. I've realized I don't take full advantage of the whole time I was there. That's my aha moment, Kaylunk, was I need to push harder when the opportunity is there. And not just SRF. I think that portrays across a lot of things. But you have to realize what's worth the squeeze, what's worth the pushing harder, um, what's worth the um, what is worth the the exhaustion and those in-person connections, those in-person conversations and meeting those new people and being able to shake the hands, being able to meet the people you've interacted with and have inspired you. All of that is definitely well worth the exhaustion. And it's two days. Well, if you participate in other events before and after, it could be up to like five days, but bang it out for two days. And uh, I don't think you'll be sorry that you're exhausted. So that's a, that's a takeaway for you. I mean, take it for what you want and take and do with, it, with, with what you take and do with it, what you want. But uh, there you go. Uh, Pip says, I still feel like I'm a step behind after SRF. Um, and K-Bong says, or one step, one step beyond others. Yeah, that's another thing. It feels like you're on an Alton level playing field when you leave there. 
it feels like you look around you look around you when you're interacting with the people there and you find yourself at life i find myself i shouldn't speak for others i find myself wishing society was more like the the cross section there um i noticed a lot of people feeling comfortable <laughs> And I have to talk about this uh, from my perspective because I don't want to throw I don't want to throw anybody else in my in my little bucket. But um, I wasn't ever like I was never the scourge of the of like the school. I wasn't like this the stupid kid in the corner. But I was never like I, I you know we're all a little off in this community. <laughs> That's why we're here. I think uh, we think a little different. Uh, we act a little different. We all have our quirks, our uh, our ticks, our different things that make us not as normal as everybody else. Um, we're all at SRF, man, and you see mega successful successful people that that maybe don't fit in, maybe never fit in, but they fit in there, and they're most the most amazing people I ever meet, and um, maybe. Maybe being the most popular kid or maybe being the thing that everybody aspired to be um, wasn't necessarily the best thing. But there's a community, a huge community of people that uh, might have been that weirdo, might have been a little different, but maybe they were comfortable with it then and maybe they weren't. They've come out of their shell and they're showing um, they're showing how awesome they are. So. Something else I noticed. Something else I noticed. It's a band of misfits, I guess. Um, the what was uh, from Rudolph the the island of misfit toys. <laughs> That's SRF. I don't want to call you all a bunch of weirdos, but um, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, Backwood says, "Still think Pip needs to get his history podcast going. I'll co-host if if he if he wants." I mean. I think I think Pip definitely has has something going on there for sure. Uh, the history the history was a, a popular segment. I have to say, it just didn't fit my my stuff. And uh, I think a daily a daily Pip cast, a daily Pip cast, maybe on the road to uh, work, my man. Um, prep those notes the night before and pound it out, Jetta days. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, you could, maybe Pip could be a, uh, could be a guest, uh, a guest on Kyle's new morning show. He's going to do, um, bathing the, bathing the, the bovine. <laughs> oh, let's get on this list. Um. I got my presentation. I finally listened to my presentation. Okay. Here's a little self-conscious, nervous. Uh, I don't know what it is. Um, criticizing myself, worried uh, about things, me in my own head. Uh, I hadn't listened to my presentation. I did it on Sunday. I finally listened to it yesterday morning. Uh, I had recorded it. It was on my phone. I want. I needed to listen into it to make audio was okay and everything was okay she was worried she had her hand over the mic or people walked by or whatever i had to listen to it before i uploaded it and so i finally put my earbuds in and listen um i don't know i could give all the excuses in the world it's been 15 years or all the people in front of me 
It was okay. Kyle, Kyle keeps telling me it was great. It wasn't great. It was okay. It was okay. It was sufficient. Was I embarrassed that I did it? Absolutely not. I put it on YouTube. It's, it, it is what it is. Uh, I think I did all right. Been 15 years. Uh, do I wish I did some things different? Absolutely. Always do. Have I listened to it a second time already? Yeah, I have. Have I taken notes um, in my phone? Am I, am I making it better already? To give another time yeah yeah so it wasn't horrible enough to make me not want to ever do anything like that again and it was sufficient enough that it would just takes a little tweaking and i think it'll be a great presentation so all in all satisfied um i think it went well i um it was a tough roll of the dice where i got to talk but uh i appreciate the opportunity i appreciate being able to stand on the same same stage as tim uh nicole sauce Jack Spierko, John Willis, Joel Salatin, um, to have a round table on in front of me with uh, four five of those guys uh, to be able to witness um, one of the more emotional things I've ever seen there in a presentation right before I went on. Um, that was really, really cool. Really cool. And then to be able to go up and just tell some stories and basically close out, close out the speakers for the event was um, was pretty crazy. It was surreal standing there um, when Tim was talking about me. I had Tim. Tim got to introduce me. That made it all okay. Tim introducing me actually when he said that he grabbed me. Um, when they were divvying up the, the MCs were divvying up the, who they were going to introduce. And he said that, uh, I was one of the few that he really wanted to do along with Jack Spierko and Nicole sauce. I mean, thanks, Tim. Thank you. I, I can't thank you enough, but, um, it, it made it okay when I had a brother and a friend and, uh, somebody I've worked with that long introducing me. I was able to look at him and it made it okay. And, and I knew once I got through that first two seconds or that first minute, I remember when I, when I did a lot of public speaking, uh, as a DJ at these huge wedding receptions and man, if I stumbled, I, I ruined somebody's day. It was a lot of pressure. You think, Oh, wedding DJ, whatever. It's, it's not that big a deal. I took it very seriously. I realized that, um, that people, a were paying a lot of money for me to do what I was paid to do and B, if I messed up, that was the uh, one and done. That was their wedding day. That was the reception. It, it, I took it very, very, very seriously. Uh, and I was very nervous before each one, but I got through the first two or three words and everything was good. That's where it was. Um, Kyle says, I'll give you that one rough act to follow. It was like three rough acts to follow, <laughs> but I was excited. People stayed around. There were, uh, there were plenty of people in the seats and it, it, it really got me, it got me the bug again to, to pursue speaking more. I think, I think we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, but I definitely feel that it was a close, it was a close, um, it was close to okay for me. It was close. You can watch it on YouTube. I uh, I actually uploaded it yesterday. You can uh, find it on our channel. It says uh, my presentation from Fall SRF. Um, 
Pip says, heck, it was a rough weekend. It was a weekend of rough acts to follow. Yeah, no shit, dude. Um, I went to go tag all the people in the description yesterday when I was opening it. I was like, oh, Joel Salatin, Jack Spierko, John Willis, Nicole Sauce. I was like, Corey, who else? She's like, Jesus, I can't even I can't even remember. The, lo- the list was so great and long. I was like, yeah, I was just trying to pick people out of my head that uh, I happened to talk to or walk by. And uh, and I said so many more because I don't think I could have really tagged everybody in that list. And it was Kyle. Don't be offended or sad. It was only the people that were on that main stage, not doing demos in the pole barn. So sorry, buddy. I didn't put you in the list. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's up. Another thing is if you hear me talking about this festival and you hear me. how wonderful I think it is and everybody else that attends, uh, how great it is. If you want to get a taste of it, if you want to see the the video, the video replay, the digital replay, uh, there is a link in the video description for my presentation where you can go and get the digital pass and, uh, and find all the replays. I'm going to throw that in the comments here real quick. Um, Mm-hmm. let me make sure yep there it is uh that should be coming in all the in the, all the comment feeds so if you're listening on youtube if you're watching after the fact you can probably look over in the live comments and it'll be there i will try to circle back and put it in the first comment for this episode and like i said it's in the description for my presentation so check that out if you're interested in srf you want to get a taste of what the presentations are but uh, man, don't stop there. You should come out and uh, and 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 try to make it in, in person. Kyle came all the way from New Hampshire, and he's already trying to figure out how to get back next year. So there is that. Well, let me look on the list here. See what else we got um, that's kicking around in my brain. Uh. Okay, here is a uh, here's a little call out something that's spinning out of SRF. It's something that's been in my head for quite a while. Um, trying to put it together, trying to figure out the best way to to roll with it, and uh, a few conversations this weekend, and um, and all the brainstorming I've done prior kind of all converged, and this is this has happened. I think three times, three times uh, in the last two days, I've either been walking the dogs or sitting outside, um, just just kind of brainstorming and things clicked, things clicked. One of them is I've always, since we started the Lots Project, one of the, one of the main goals was to, um, and it was when I went out on Loose the Goose and we were trying to figure out how to do this with NFTs. That's how long ago this was when uh, NFTs were uh, were hot. How to make a, a network of campers and and landowners similar to Hip Camp, similar to uh, Harvest Toast or KOA or whatever uh, group you want a good Sam, whatever group you want to join, but of freedom like minded people, like minded freedom oriented people, agorists. Um, um, anarchists whatever you want whatever words you want to put in there <laughs> and i uh i finally figured out how i think i want to do it from some conversations so what i need now is people i need people so 
if you are a camper, a tent camper, you just enjoy the outdoors, you enjoy going out and camping, uh, you don't like the crowded campsites, if you could pick up your tent and go to somebody's property and camp out, maybe you do a day's worth of work and you get a couple days worth of camping. Maybe you just pay them, maybe pay them in crypto, maybe pay them in cash, maybe pay them in raw milk or some eggs from your farm. That's between you two. If you're that camper, whether it's tent or all the way to RV and you're just looking for extra places, maybe looking for work camp situations or uh, anything uh, down the line, I think we're going to have a lot of different sections, but everybody in there is going to be in in network is, uh, is what I want to say. They're going to come through the show. They're going to come through references. They're going to come through um, referrals from other people. Uh, this is going to be a kind of a vouched in network. I'm not saying people are going to slip through the cracks and, and you, me, we might have some people that just don't fit in. That's okay. That's okay. It's a big, big tent. Uh, maybe they fit in with somebody else in the network. But if you're a camper, you're looking to experience these properties or you're a landowner, whether you have hip camp set up all right, already, um, Camp Pending, Camp Pendington, I think is uh, is the name of the other service, Harvest Host. If you just have a spot that you let people park here and there, but you, uh, you don't really have a lot of people, reach out to me. I'm making these lists of people and we're going to put together some sort of classified ads. Some sort of classified ads to connect these people. The connections are so valuable. Um, I think I mentioned it the other day. I went to SRF. I went to Tim's Workday. I went to these two events this weekend and found out that uh, I was working side by side with people that were eight miles from where we're staying. I didn't know they were there until we met in person. I shake their hands. I said, hey, where are you from? And uh, lo and behold, uh, tonight or tomorrow night or here in the next couple of days, we're going to be getting dinner uh, and we're going to be helping each other and uh, helping each other achieve whatever whatever the goals we have. So that's super cool. I want to do that for other people. People come to Tennessee to SRF all the time to meet people that live next door to them. Because there's just no function anymore in society of building community, of reaching out. Those those pathways have been cut. And uh, and I have the title of the episode, and I'll get, get to it right now, uh, of Digital Detox. I think that really plays into it. I think that has a lot to do with why we don't build community. We're always on our phone. We're always around the world. We're always checking Facebook. We're always looking what's going on in Israel. We're looking at what's going on in Ukraine or the earthquake in California, the tsunami in the Philippines. We're not looking if the leaves are changing color in our neighbor's yard or they fell off and he's out there with a huge, huge pile of leaves and he's raking them up and uh, he's struggling to do that when you could just go help him or Maybe even teach them that uh, leaving those leaves on the yard and letting them turn into dirt is an okay thing to do. We're too busy being busy to talk to our neighbors. And I'm not just saying the neighbors next door. Yeah, you wave to them. You see them. You interact with them just because you have to look at each other in the eyes as, as you drive by. Unless you're really antisocial and you run and hide when they drive by. I'm talking about neighbors as in community and close. Eight miles away. I got, uh, I have Freedom 
loving, freedom loving folks eight miles away in my communities already, and I hadn't met them. We're distracted, we're busy. When I go to Tim's property, there's no cell service, none uh, for me, especially uh, on Verizon. This is an AT&T area around here. I have Verizon. I leave the trailer and I'm lucky to get one or two uh, little bars of 4G service spotty here and there. When I go to Tim's, I have basically zero. I can't get a call out. Uh, it's in SOS mode all the time. I literally, when I get there, turn my phone into airplane mode. And over my trips out there, I've realized I'm happier when I'm I'm done. I realize I feel more accomplished. I feel more focused. I work harder because I'm not constantly checking messages. I think clearer. I enjoy my time more and I look forward to going back there. When I first went out, I was like, well, I don't have service. I mean, I talked about it on the show. Oh my God, how am I going to get a hold of somebody? You know what? I made a connection down at the end of the road. I could probably yell to Jamie. Jamie uh, hits up in the crowd here uh, in the live chat and has joined Tim's group and things. He lives at the end of Tim's road. Uh, I could probably yell to Jamie if I needed to. I could probably get his attention if I needed to, if I got hurt enough. Or if I had problems, I could easily walk out to uh, walk out to his house and, and he could help me figure out what to do. Um, I'm not concerned as much about the cell service anymore. I'm actually embracing it. Uh, when I went to SRF, we had cell service this time a little bit. I uh, could have got uh, the Wi-Fi signal for uh, Evan Dixon from Evan Dixon from uh, Radio Made Easy provided Starlink service for everybody out there. I never even got the password. I didn't want to be on my phone. No, my phone was uh, at uh, SRF. It was an alarm clock to make sure I didn't miss a presentation I wanted. It was an alarm clock to make sure I didn't miss the presentation I had to give. Uh, and it was a thing for taking notes on little notepad, uh, sticky notes on my phone, uh, trying to remember all the awesome conversations I had. I didn't open Facebook. I didn't open my browser. I didn't care about my download stats. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about views or um, followers, even though followers were going up because I was meeting people and they were going and following my stuff. I didn't care. I cared that they followed. I didn't care what the numbers were. It wasn't important then. So through this realization and going through this over uh, the last few weeks at Tim's and, and at SRF for the weekend, people need this. People need time away. And they're, I talk with Rob Kaiser from All Around Growth a lot about there is no coincidence. Uh, do I believe that wholeheartedly like Rob does? Uh, I mean, we're all living our own lives. Sometimes they overlap. But I do, I do buy into a lot of the times things happen when they happen, not out of coincidence, but because they should happen and need to happen. Um. The other day, as I was contemplating this, um, Haley 
on the TSB land groups. I don't know if anybody else knows Haley.com cowgirl. Uh, she's a real estate agent. She's into um, helping freedom-oriented people find property uh, and does a whole yeoman's work with groups on online and posting listings. And she's fantastic. She posted... Um, um, she posted an article about digital escapes and digital retreats and how popular they're getting. And I was reading the article and just nodding my head and saying, man, I could really, I could, I, I see this. I see why this is important. I could, I could really use this. And then I realized that it's what I'm doing when I'm going to Tim's. And then it developed into, man, I think this is, I think this is a direction we should go with Tim's since I'm helping them figure out how to use this property most effectively when they're not there. And I really sat down and dropped a bunch of notes on paper about digital escape, digital retreats how the benefits of that could really tie into a camping experience or even just a stay in the woods. And I joked real, I joked in, uh, in a couple chats and uh, a couple private messages. It's like the Ted Kaczynski package cabin in the woods, no, no technology, no signal. I actually started asking people if they knew how to block signal. Could we literally put a dome over a property that no signal get in. So if you, if you kind of cheat the system and, and you sign up for this and you, you sneak your phone in your suitcase or whatever, it don't matter. Cause you can't even get it. You can't get a signal. Hmm. It's not my idea. <laughs> I read an article about it, but I see the value in it and I see how many different ways it could be, could be done. Uh, we were having a little brainstorming session about it uh, yesterday in All Around Growth. They didn't know that it was a brainstorming session for me, but we were just spitting out ideas. We we started the conversation and Group Hive, um, Group Hive happened, Hive think, and people just started throwing out ideas. And it can be anywhere. Um, it's it can be anywhere from man just plywood and uh, and two by fours up into a luxury cabin just with no internet access it's all what your customer wants and i think providing all sorts of different options on a scale i think it's a great model to pursue i think i'm going to pursue it and hopefully k-bong says digital zen garden yeah yeah um just decon de de-digitalized zen garden i think anti-digital zen garden uh, get people out enjoying the solitude, whether it's an artist that needs time to think, to create, a writer that uh, a writer that just is too distracted to do anything, or uh, group wellness events for um, corporate wellness, bringing people out and getting them detached from the phone that they uh, they stick them to constantly. Maybe a salesman retreat where those guys are are constantly checking in. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's invaluable. And I think that the opportunities are endless. And I made those connections. And seen them 
from talking about them at SRF, there were a, a couple different uh, 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 mentions of that in the conversations I had experiencing not having the desire to check my phone when we were there. And then the article that Haley posted, it was a combination of all these things that came together all within a few days of each other that went, this is what you should do. Some of this, it's not all I want to do. It's not, uh, but it's another piece to the puzzle. And I think anybody could do that and create that for people, especially if you have shitty service and you're trying to figure out what to do with your property with shitty service. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Work with the problems and it will it will tell you the solutions if you look hard enough. So K-Box says digital free Zen Garden, DFZG. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's that uh like i said earlier i need uh, i need all those campers or um campers or landowners even if you're already listed you don't need my help in the consulting end of it i am putting uh, trying to put a database together of uh of campers campers and uh, people that want to utilize land and uh, landowners that have it to be utilized and maybe a little nervous about the general public um hopefully we can uh, make a system put it together where uh, some more vetted people are um, are coming to your place doesn't say you can't uh, can't keep it open for other other rentals but uh yeah i got an idea i got an idea um <laughs> kyle says we said that a few times we were awful content creators because we didn't post anything didn't have time to look at your phone didn't have time to record uh, Kyle really, 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 really wanted to live record live podcasts there. They had a podcast studio set up. It just was kind of inconvenient the way it was set up. Uh, it was a first thing afterthought and, uh, there are already plans to make this situation better to make it more accessible and uh, run smoother. But I looked at him and I was like, man, the hour that you're going to take to do a live interview with someone that you could do a live interview like this this uh this video call uh video live interview the the information will still come out you could talk to six different people for 10 minutes and make the in-person in the in-person connections that i talked about earlier that can be that can be had in the time it would take you to record an hour interview to put on youtube because it's live from srf I get it. I get the draw. And I think by the end, by the end of the weekend or on his drive home or when we were having our conversation last night, I think it clicked for him. I think it, I think, I think it clicked when he realized the value of the time there and how important those in-person connections are. So I think we figured it out. I think we did. Um, next year will be cool. I think. I think next year uh, it might be some sort of, um, you know, you dedicate you dedicate your time. You you give your time to present and you make a presentation and you're occupied for that hour or whatever time period you have allocated. I think there's going to be a lot of um, being available. Um, there's going to be recording setups. You just sign up to be there for an hour. Anybody that wants to come and talk to you during that hour, they can sign up. Maybe you got to do two hours. Maybe you got to do 30 minutes, whatever. Um, 
people just get chunks of time to talk to you and record it. I think I think that would be a, a really cool feature where you had multiple creators available to do uh, spot interviews, tell stories or whatever, whatever. So it's still in the works. We got a year. Uh, actually, actually, we'll probably end up test rolling out or rolling out in spring SRF. I always forget there's a spring. Uh, we went to spring and fall in 2022. Um, and this year we just went to fall. We missed we missed spring 23. So I always kind of forget about that one, but it is out there. Um, roll it up on the end here. Roll it up on the end. Um, I think we're good. I think we're good. List is done and um, it's a Thursday, guys. I, uh, I was going to go do grocery shopping, laundry today, but uh, we're going to postpone that till tomorrow. Um, Shouldn't be too bad. It's a Friday. It's going to be a Friday at Walmart, but it's not. Uh, it's not that middle middle Friday. Yeah, close enough. But uh, it's not the second or the the sixteenth. It'll be the twentieth. So might be all right. Might be all right. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up here. Get out of here and uh, knock this Thursday out of the park. It is Friday Eve, and uh, going to be rolling into the weekend for those four day four day work week guys. Uh, you're almost done. You're almost done. But for the normal schlubs that do Monday through Friday, got one day. We got one day left in the week. Deep breaths. You'll make it. You'll make it. Uh, anyway, tomorrow will be a Freestyle Friday. Again, uh, one more day of this. I uh, I have more topics ready to bring you. I also have a 30,000 Satoshi giveaway tomorrow. If we can get five, 15 live people to enter the drawing across all boards, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, you can all, you can comment the hashtag. I come to that drawing. If we can get 15 people in, we will give away 30,000 Satoshi. Otherwise, if we don't, we'll roll over another 15 and uh, do it again the following week. So I hope you join me for that. Spread the word. Spread the spread the love. 30,000 Satoshis on the line tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can find it at the Lots Project YouTube channel, uh, our page on Facebook, and um, Twitch. I don't know. I don't use Twitch much. Hunter is on Twitch every day, and I appreciate that bring in that love over there. So if you can find the show, join us in the morning. 6 a.m. Central is not that early for uh, for winning some free Bitcoin. Anyway, if you'd like to participate in those live comments and that drawing, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services, services I offer recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it an awesome Thursday, guys. Knock it out of the park, and we will be back to talk to you on Friday. Mm -hmm.